Welcome everyone to the Sunday edition of the God Minute. I'm Father Michael. Beloved of God, we begin on this first Sunday in October with the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And the church provides for us the gospel for this Sunday, which is taken from the 10th chapter of Mark's gospel, verses two through 16. So let's just take a moment just quiet ourselves and, and put ourselves in the presence of the Lord as we listen to this passage. The Pharisees approached Jesus and asked, Is it lawful for a husband to divorce his wife? And they were testing him. He said to them in reply, What did Moses command you? They replied, Moses permitted him to write a bill of divorce and dismiss her. But Jesus told them, because of the hardness of your hearts, he wrote this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his mother and father and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So, they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, no human being must separate. Now, in the house, the disciples again questioned him about this. He said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. People were bringing children to him that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he became indignant and he said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them. It is to just such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Amen, I say to you. Whoever does not accept the kingdom of God like a child will not enter into it. Then he embraced the children and blessed them, placing his hands on them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I love that Gospel. And though it seems a little uh, difficult at first, we'll try and explore it. In the meantime, let me start by telling you a story. A, a Minneapolis couple decided to go to Florida to thaw out during a particularly icy winter. They planned to stay at the same hotel where they spent their honeymoon 20 years earlier. Because of their hectic schedules, it was difficult for the couple to coordinate their travel plans. So, the husband left on Thursday, and the wife planned to fly down on Friday, the following day. So the husband dutifully went to the hotel, checked in, got his room, and there in his room, there was a computer. So he decided, you know, I'm going to send my wife an email. However, he accidentally left out one letter of her email address and sent the email without realizing his error. 
Meanwhile, somewhere in Houston, a widow had just returned home from her husband's funeral. He was a Baptist minister who had been called home to glory following a heart attack. Well, the widow, when coming back from the funeral, decided to check her email, expecting condolence messages from family and friends. But after reading her very first email, she screamed and fainted. Well, the widow's son rushed into her room to see what was wrong and found his mother on the floor. Well, he looked up at the desk and saw the computer screen open and he began to read. To my loving wife. Subject, I've just arrived today. Dearest darling, I know you're surprised to hear from me. They have computers here now and you are allowed to send emails to your loved ones. Since I've just arrived, I thought I would send you an email. Everything has been prepared for your arrival tomorrow. Looking forward to seeing you then. Hope your journey is as uneventful as mine was. Your loving husband. P.S. Sure is awful darn hot down here. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> now that's a story you can tell and will, I hope. You know, after reading today's gospel, in our present society, it really concerns me greatly that our families don't spend time with one another. When I was growing up, family time was built into our daily life and we enjoyed spending time together. A meal at our home sometimes lasted a, a few hours because it was not only a time to eat, but also a time to be nourished by the love and the care, and yes, even the discipline that we shared around that table. It was family time. It was a time we got to talk about and explore not only family issues, but issues of our faith and issues of the world. We genuinely cared about one another and what was going on in our lives, whether it was at school or work or among our friends or relatives. Dinner was the moment we connected each day with one another and no subject was taboo. Dinner was on the table promptly at 6 p.m. every evening and we were all present. Can you imagine? Now, of course, those were the days when the schools and your business cooperated. Sports practice or play rehearsal was over in time for you to be home at a decent hour. Work was over and you were allowed to go home and be with your family. Don't get me wrong. There were times when we had the occasional drop-in and unexpected guests that kind of made things a little different, but they too were invited to join in the fun. In some respects, you could say dinner was always an adventure, an unexpected pleasure. We weren't all going different directions, just grabbing food out of the crock pot. Now, to be honest, there were uh, times in our family where it was evident that my father was the head of the household. And he and my mother worked together to provide all that we needed. 
including discipline. <laughs> I remember a time or two when things got a little out of hand at the table and we got corrected for fooling around. There was one time specifically that I remember when a rather lively discussion happened and an argument ensued. One of us probably said, well, I don't want to live here anymore. And my father, who was also the spiritual head of our household, had no problem in laying down the law, as he said, and made it clear that, look, as long as you're in this house, you'll follow our rules. That's the way it was. You know, in the gospel today, the Pharisees are challenging Jesus also regarding the rules, the, the law. Jesus takes the time to further expound on the law and explain why such a law is important in the lives of those who seek holiness. You know, Jesus never missed an opportunity to teach and correct, even those in authority if he knew that they were misguided or just being cruel. That's kind of what they didn't like about him. But you know, as a spiritual father, I have experienced that a time or two in my own life because it's my responsibility to do the same, particularly with matters of faith. I must be a bearer of the truth and teach according, accordingly so that people can make good choices and good decisions in order that we might all grow in holiness and faith, even if it's not the popular worldview of things. The gospel starts with Jesus being challenged about his interpretation of the law of Moses. And his response makes it clear that there is more to relationship than simply legal dimensions that satisfy the law. There's something about the importance of commitment, vow, pledge, honor, and working at a relationship so that it grows and flourishes. As difficult as it was sometimes, I don't ever remember my parents talking about divorce or trying to meet their needs outside of their marriage. They were faithful. In fact, they were one month shy of 65 years of faithful. And their example directly affected all of our family. All of my siblings and I learned that fidelity from them. At the end of the gospel, Jesus allows the children to come to him because they're rushing to have the, him bless the children. And he says, it is to just such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Why? Because their innocence, their joy, their fidelity, their willingness to want to follow the rules is what makes children ready for the kingdom. And that's the example we have to follow. The value of our time around that table at my house was a model for the time we spent around the sacrificial table or the altar at church. And it should be a time we all gather and are nourished, not just by the food that we share, who is Jesus, but the stories that are told, the unity we experience, and the relationships we build in order to be strengthened, to go out and do the work of the Lord. For it is to just such as those who do this that the kingdom of God belongs. 
Brothers and sisters, let's reestablish that time together as family. Let's have those meals. Let's cultivate an atmosphere where everyone is free to talk and discuss what's happening in their lives. No hold bars. Stress the importance about how we live and how we love. Pass on family stories and family values and the importance of knowing our family and our world history. I think you'll be surprised at the positive change you'll experience as a family. Remember, it's not just about eating. It's about being fed and having the ability to then feed others. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us in prayer today and allowing me to break open the word for you today. Take good care of yourself and one another, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless. Thank you.